iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Good evening and welcome to the Apple Store Soho for tonight's uh, special Meet the Actor event. Uh, tonight we're really pleased to have Aziz Ansari here. He's got this great new comedy special out uh, from Comedy Central called Intimate Moments for a Sensual Evening. You can find it on iTunes, it's available as a DVD, and he's here tonight to talk with you guys. Moderating tonight's event is Kristen Schaal. Please welcome them both, Kristen Schaal and Aziz Ansari. They were like, um, you know, uh, is there any clean stuff we can show from the, from the DVD? And I was like, oh, that Harris stuff's pretty clean. First thing. Have you seen The Dark Knight? No. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Just a nice, loud F-bomb for all the people shopping, shopping for children's software to hear. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Aziz, for asking me. Um, should I get going? I guess so. Okay, I'm gonna ask Aziz <laughs> some questions, and then uh, and then I'm gonna turn it over to you guys so you can ask Aziz the questions that have been burning inside of you all these years for Aziz. Okay, Aziz. <laughs> this guy's like taking a lot of pictures. It's like <laughs> every picture's like. <laughs> we, need to do, we need to do something crazy so like there's a photo of the event people are like what the fuck happened there man we're just like what <laughs> we, should, we should stage like an attack where like three people like rush the stage and they have a okay. photo of that they're like that event went crazy man we everyone rioted we could do it right now I'll just be on the floor okay some people come up and start attacking no! 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 Don't attack the moderator, please! Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Aziz, you've had a phenomenally successful year. What's it going to take at this point to get MIA to love you? Uh, she's married now. Um, but we are friends, I know her a little bit, and she's very nice, but there's uh, nothing I can do to make her love me. She's married, it's done. Are you sure? You're done, <laughs> you're giving up. I've given up. What a sad way, what a sad first question for you to ask. It's only gonna get sadder. <laughs> Aziz, like Taylor Swift, you took the New York City comedy scene by storm. <laughs> <laughs> How do you sing live? How do I sing live? Um, I don't use a backing track. It's just my real... When I do stand-up, I don't use a backing, backing track. A lot of other stand-ups like Patton Oswalt and Louis C.K., they use a backing track. It's not them really saying the stand-up. They have a pre-recorded track of them saying their jokes, and they do that. I don't do that. It's my real voice. Everything you hear on the special, that's me really saying that stuff. Other people are like, oh, it's so hard to do the dancing and the stand-up at the same time and I have to use the backing track. Not me. It's all me, for real. That's great. That's great. And do you want to give us a little, a little song? A song right now? Yeah. What song? Uh, anything. R. Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly. Um, this is an excerpt from the R. Kelly song, um, Sex in the Kitchen. 
Sex in the kitchen over by the stove. I'll put you on the counter, girl, by the butter bros. Ooh. Nice. It's a, I've never heard butter bros. Cutting out tomatoes, so fruit and vegetables and potatoes. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's stop. Um, <laughs> Aziz, what's the first joke you remember telling at one of your early shows? Um, first joke, like, uh, I remember, like, the r- really early stuff. I remember that was it. The, the first joke I told that I thought was actually any good, really, I remember I used to do this joke about, um, uh, there was this, this senator from, um, Texas. He said this thing about gay marriage, and he said, like, uh, uh, if your neighbor marries a box turtle, um, that may not hurt anybody, but that doesn't make it right. And that was his argument against gay marriage. And so I had like a long bit about that where, uh, I, I can't remember it that well, but it was just like, I'm not a psychology major, but I'm pretty sure at one point or another, Senator John Cornyn thought about making love to a box turtle because that's not the first animal, animal you jump to when you're working on an analogy. I'm pretty sure dog or cat would've worked in that situation. And if you jump to box turtle, you're basically saying, uh, hey, I'm into ha- fucking turtles. Um, <laughs> And not just any kind of turtle, a box turtle. I'm not going to go home with a sea turtle. Why? Not my style. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah. that joke. Do you remember? Vintage and sorry material. Good. Do you remember the first joke you told that bombed? First one that bombed? I've never told a joke that didn't get an applause break. <laughs> it's so weird. No, I don't remember. I've kind of erased those terrible memories from my head. Yeah. Um, no, I don't remember too many. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I've kind of... I kind of, you know, the ones that don't work, you don't tell them anymore, so you don't really that's remember true, them. That's true. You know, true. you kind of just keep telling the ones that work. The first, I, I don't. Um, <laughs> I remember p- the first time I saw you was uh, you were doing commentary on a mixed tape, a mixed tape you were gonna give to someone you had a crush uh, on. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a memory just for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> He's young. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, you were in the critically acclaimed sketch show Human Giant. Yes. Also available on iTunes, yeah. by the way. With your two older brothers. Yep. Um, what's your, if you could, what's your favorite uh, Human Giant sketch? Um, let's see. The ones that I, I really like out of those were, um, I like the one where it was about us making viral videos and, and Rob Hubel played a guy that uh, he, uh, his viral video was that he cut his penis off and like it got like you know 70,000 hits and he was on this like you know news type show talking about how excited he was and people recognized him and stuff. And then I played a guy who made another viral video where I just like made goofy faces, just like Ehh! just like stuff like that. And I had like half a million hits. And he was just crushed because like he cut his penis off. <laughs> And he got like 70,000 and I like, thought this was going to make his career. And I just went, and like had way more hits. And like it was, I thought it was a, a good one. That one came out good. Uh, I like this one that we did called Carpet Monkey, where um, it, we just like played these guys that ran a carpet store. And we hired this monkey called a Carpet Monkey to like kind of like tell people about deals or whatever. And like it was just like a, a monkey and it had a gun. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, it's going to shoot down the prices. And it just ended up shooting us a bunch. And, uh, those are two of the ones that I really liked. What if I went on for like 
an hour just like, and then I really like this one where it's like, man, the guy's really, really into that show he made. Damn. It was good. It was uh, really yeah, good. Yeah, and you did some um, stuff on uh, Human Giant as well. <laughs> um, if you could put together a sketch comedy team um, of any comedian you want, alive or dead, who would be on it? The dream sketch comedy team. Man, I... Uh, um Someone that always really makes me laugh is um, this guy John Benjamin that we had on Human Giant a lot. I would definitely put put him on there somewhere. Nerds, <laughs> big um, time. Who else? <laughs> uh, I would put John Benjamin and Jason Statham, the guy from The Transporter, just because I think like he would just be awesome to have in any sketch. Like, and he does a lot of stunt work and stuff. It'd be pretty handy. So I'd say those two. Just those two in a just sketch show. Two. Yeah, I think. Jason and John, yeah, wow. that's pretty good. That'd be some funny energies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's surprising. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Uh, what method do you use to get into the character Tom Haverford in Parks and Recreation? Um, okay, for Tom, like I really just kind of think about like, okay, who would Tom's heroes be? And someone I always kind of go to in my head is Jamie Foxx. Like I think like Tom like really looks up to Jamie Foxx because he's won an Oscar and he's like an R&B singer and like he's like a cool guy or whatever. And uh, so he's a guy that I think of. Um, I also just think about like what would Tom like there's a scene where like Tom has to go to like um, a nightclub opening and I was like what would Tom do if he had to go to a nightclub opening like what would he wear and I was like oh he would probably just go on like wire image and see like what Diddy wore to like a Blackberry party or whatever <laughs> and so I just looked it up but he had like some huge fur thing like you know that was like a fur coat that had like a collar that was like that big and I was like showed it to the wardrobe people I was like can we get something like that and they're like yeah and so we did and so that's kind of my thought process. Wow. And then everything else, I just kind of act like a douchebag. Is that the same sort of process you used for Randy and funny people? Randy, I, um, you know, I kind of just went in with the idea of, like, uh, trying to create, like, the comedian that, like, does really well with audiences that all the other comedians hate. And um, I, uh, you know, I'd seen these guys that talk a lot about, you know, sex stuff to, like, a disgusting amount and, like... Um, Judd kind of told me like his basic ideas. Judd. Uh, Judd Apatow. Oh, okay, and, Judd uh, Apatow. Yeah. <laughs> he he is like uh, you know I want this guy to be um, really cocky and like really into like merch and stuff. And whenever I heard that stuff, I the thing that came to my mind was um, that rapper Soldier Boy. And so I that's where I came with the idea of like oh what if he had a DJ like what if he had his own Randy dance that he tried to like market to people and like all these catchphrases and that he would put on t-shirts and stuff and we had all these ideas and like you know Randy's only in the movie a little bit so I asked him if we could make those documentaries that we made to put all those ideas in and that's why we did those documentaries and stuff and um, it was really fun. That's great Aziz. Um, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear. Um, if I was like trapped under like a really small bed that was like very low and then someone like boarded up all the sides and I was stuck under there forever. Does it have to be a bed? Could it be like a coffin? Did you just describe a coffin not, basically? Not, not as scary though because like 
And in my situation, <laughs> well, a cough, and you're like, all right, well, definitely something's bad's gonna happen. In this scenario, I'm just like, oh, I'm just like hiding under a bed just for fun. I'm like, what's going on? Someone's boarding this thing up? No! And I'm trapped there forever. And I don't know if they're gonna unboard it or anything. The coffin, you're like, all right, well, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm in the coffin. My scenario, I think, is a little bit scarier. <laughs> Thank you. Where did you sleep when you were little? I didn't sleep under, I, 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 slept, uh, I slept in a bed. How big was the bed? I, it, was, um, it was a full-size bed, I think, most of the time when I was Whoa, a kid. Whoa, where'd yeah. you grow up? Luxury <laughs> land? <laughs> well, Aziz, that's my five questions. Um, just a couple more. Uh, are you single? Um, I, I am single right now, yes. Why is that? Is it because of your ambition? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Um, and what's next for you? Um, what's next? I'm, uh, I'm working on new material to tour with later this year. Um, I'm doing some shows this weekend to work on that stuff. Um, my, I'm shooting more Parks and Recreation. We got picked up for a third season of Parks and Recreation, yes. And um, I'm, uh, I'm writing some movies with my friend Jason Wolner, who's a director that I collaborated with on Human Giant, and he, he wrote and directed the... Uh, uh, he wrote the Randy documentaries with me and directed those, and so uh, we're writing a couple of movies to do um, for uh, for Judd Apatow, and uh, yeah, that's about that's about it right now. And uh, I'm also um, taking over control of the Whole Foods Corporation, um, <laughs> so I got a lot on my plate. Now, when you say writing a couple movies, uh, is that something you do at a coffee shop or? You wake up in the morning and get like a bagel, a bagel. I can't say it. Uh, and you know you're chewing on your your pastries, and you're like, oh, let me let me work on those movies for for Judd um, before I go shoot my TV show. Usually, you know, whenever we have uh, whenever we have time, um, you know, we'll just uh, go away and write. We do all our writing while we're white water rafting, so it's really hard. <laughs> Because we're in a raft and like pens and paper are falling everywhere, and pens we haven't gotten. Pens and paper. Much. Yeah, it just, this stuff doesn't really get done because we can't bring a computer. Obviously, it would get wet. Uh, we're white water rafting. Thank you. Um, so we had to bring pens and paper, but you know it just falls in the river a lot of times, and we haven't really gotten anything done. But we've got a lot of rafting done. It's been very fun. Well, I bet those fish have some great movies on the bottom <laughs> of the river. All right. Let's turn it. Let's turn it out to your fans. Yes, and we're gonna come around with a mic. So wait, so that everybody can hear you. We have a question in the second yeah. row. Yeah. Hey Aziz. Hi. Hi. Uh, Two-part question. What are your expectations for tonight's Lost premiere? What and are the expectations for the Lost premiere? And and uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, get him to the Greek? Your part in it. Okay, his question, uh, since he's holding the mic a little far away from his mouth, if you can hear, he said, um, um, not insulting your mic technique, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan. This guy doesn't even know how to hold a microphone. What a dick. <laughs> anyway, what he asked was, no, uh, he said, what are my expectations for the Lost premiere tonight? And uh, what... Um, uh, What's your what, part and get him to the great? Yes. Um, so Lost premiere, I don't know. I, I, I'm expecting the best. I'm sure they're going to knock it out of the park. They're, they're, the season premieres are always really good. Um, my theory is that the whole show uh, takes place in Vincent the Dog's mind. Um, we'll see if that pans out. 
And I also think Vincent is Jacob. They're both the same thing. Um, and, uh, and then get him, get him to the Greek, which is actually, it's called get him to the gig now. Um, and in it that, is? yeah, they Why? changed it. I don't know. No, they didn't. They did. Bad move. Yeah. Um, uh, I play, uh, 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 the movie is about, uh, Jonah Hill works at this record company and he's trying to get Russell Brand, who plays his character Aldous Snow, to the show, um, in California and he works at this record label, and I, I just have a small part where I play another guy that works in the le- record label. It's like myself and um, this guy, Nick Kroll, who some of you may know is very funny, and um, a couple other people that you may have seen in different things, and um, it's a small part, but uh, we all work for, uh, for Sean P. Diddy Combs' character, Sergio, and Diddy is uh, very funny in the movie. I'm, I'm in the movie. You are? Yeah. Oh, that's right. What do you play in the movie? I, I play uh, Meredith Vieira's production assistant. Nice. It's and he plays on the Today song. Show or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can <laughs> yeah. go see that movie and see us in it for like a minute. We'll both Yeah, well, I might be cut out, so I thought I'd pipe that in now. <laughs> we have a question here in the back. Hi, uh, my question is, do you miss living in New York, and what do you think about L.A.? Do I miss living in New York? What do I think about L.A.? Um... Uh, of course I miss living in New York. It's, uh, yeah, it's my favorite city to be in. And uh, I, um, I like L.A., but uh, you know, whenever I have breaks, I always come out here and hang out usually and do shows and stuff. So I still get to be in New York. Um, and I like L.A. because there's uh, a lot of delicious tacos there. So, yeah. Don't you have to drive a lot of Z's? And can't you not get drunk when you want? You know, I am a big proponent of drunk driving. I don't know. Um, Everybody is I just wanna, there, I swear I s- to God. I just want to put it out in public. I am for drunk driving. No, of course, don't do that. It's terrible. Didn't Little Bow Wow do that? <laughs> little Bow Wow drunk drove? Well, he Twittered it. No. Yeah. Little Bow Wow Twittered, yo, I'm drunk driving. He's like, oh, man, I shouldn't be driving. I got to give my lamb short He's... for Lamborghini over to Chris uh, Brown. What? So not only was he drunk driving, he was like, damn, I got a tweet about this, too. Yeah. This yeah. is the only thing that can make it even more dangerous. Yeah. God. You should Don't have that Little Bow Wow do a meet the actor <laughs> situation thing here. Ugh. You should use that in your act, though. What? That, uh, that uh, whole scenario, I think, is really funny. About Little Bow Wow drunk? Yeah. I think Man, that goes right into your act. I, I can't really go into the whole story, but someone told me something really funny about a rapper. Did you know 50 Cent doesn't know what a grapefruit is? The vitamin water. Yeah. Like. He thought he, someone told me that they were serving him at a restaurant and like he asked for, uh, he asked for ginger ale. They're like, we don't have ginger ale. And he's, they're like, we have ginger beer. And he was like, I don't know. That sounds weird. And uh, <laughs> then he was like, uh, he was, they're like, we have grapefruit juice. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and then. They brought out that drink ting, you know, it's like it's like a grapefruit soda. He was like, what's this? Why isn't it purple? <laughs> and they were like, it's not grape, it's grapefruit. He was like, what's grapefruit? <laughs> and like, you know, no matter what his background was, like his upbringing, 50 Cent's been rich for a long time. He's had to have run into a grapefruit at some point. It's like, what's up with these big oranges? Why are they really dark red? That's beautiful. <laughs> Man, I saw uh, Cribs, and it was 50 Cent was on Cribs, and that's the only time I think I've seen him genuinely smile. 
was when he was showing his swingers uh, see-through swing, or the see-through swing for the strippers to sit on in his living room. Wait, it's a see-through swings and strippers to sit on it and swing? Yeah, so you can look look up. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> so I don't think, I think you might be like an idiot savant, <laughs> is what I'm saying. You could be right. So another question here in the second row. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Hi. I, I actually ate Kogi Tacos in L.A. just yes. last week uh, based on your recommendation. Oh, they yeah. Delicious. Um, also, I was wondering if you... Uh, if you maybe spoke to uh, to Diplo about going on tour with Major Lazer, like maybe like a an Aziz Major Lazer tour. Uh, uh, well, for people that don't know, Major Lazer's this group, uh, where this dance hall group that's a, a pretty crazy live show. And uh, I talked about this guy Scarret Boy when I was on uh, a talk show once, and that's what he's referring to. I haven't talked to those guys. I haven't seen them since uh, since Australia. Uh, I don't think I could hang with uh, Scarret Boy. Scarret Boy is this little Jamaican guy that has like a yellow mohawk. And during the live show that I saw, like I just like peeked in. The first thing I saw was he was up on like a ten foot ladder, and he jumped off and like landed on one of the female dancers, and was just like, yeah! <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And uh, that's uh, that's I don't think I could open up for that. No, it's a little too crazy. <laughs> Question here in the second row. Hey, Aziz. Hi. Hey, hi. Uh, as a comedian, do you enjoy what you do? And if so, what, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, I kind of enjoy what I do. My heart's really in real estate. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, of course, it's great. You know, I basically get paid to dick around. Um, no, but it's very serious work. And uh, uh, the thing I enjoy most is... Um, I enjoy um, I enjoy acting and I, I just like the moment of like when we're like on set acting and like we come up with a new joke to try on set that makes us all laugh like that moment is is, is really fun to just collaborate with people and find funny stuff and I also enjoy doing stand up a lot and just like when you tinker with a joke and you finally figure it out like that's um it's always kind of rewarding you know when you're like working on a new bit and then you finally get it to work like that that's uh, that's very rewarding. Um, yeah, the first time I think you say a joke that works, that first time you can never get it back. But it's like magic. Cause I don't know. Not not really. Um, the, that moment I said previously, that's great. I don't know what the hell Kristen's talking about. But I, um, yeah. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> we have another question in the second row. Hi, Aziz. Um, Hi. Can we get your thoughts on Jersey Shore? On Jersey Shore? I haven't really seen much of uh, much of Jersey Shore. You know, I don't really, uh, I, you know, I don't really do any stand up about stuff like that. That's like so out there. Like I just feel like, whenever I see stuff like that, like I, I whenever I see anything now, and tell me if you have this in your head. Like I just have the voice of like a bad stand up comedian doing jokes about it in my head. Like I was on the subway and I heard like we apologize for the unavoidable delays. And immediately in my head, I hear like a terrible stand-up comedian going, unavoidable delays? What are they, avoidable delays? Like, what's going on? Why are they doing what are they? And I'm just like, ugh, that's gross. And so like, you know, and it, so like Jersey Shore or something, it's like so out there. I'm sure there's a million people like, the situation, what is, what, and it's just like, not interesting to me. I w do you want to know what I think? <laughs> I watched the whole series. Did you? I just I seen did. like the first two episodes, but is is it hold no, up the whole series? It's like all the reality shows is like uh, nothing happens, and where you're just watching nothing happen, and um, I have to be drunk. I think that's why I enjoy it, cause um, cause I'm drunk and nothing's washing over me. Um, but it's scary that there's such a phenomenon 
for uh, for being in a show about nothing happening is just, I, I just think that it's a it's just the obvious sign that we're in a decline, a cultural decline. Yeah. Yep. A question right here in the center, third row. Hi. Hello. Um, so I really love the way you dress. Where do you go shopping for your clothes? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, most of the stuff I wear is either from um, Oshkosh Bagosh <laughs> or uh, Time Bahama. Um, pretty much everything I wear is Time Bahama. I'm sponsored by them. Question yeah. here in the back. Hey, what's up, man? Um, hey. Do you stay in touch with Rob and Paul, and you think we'll see any more sketch in the future? And also, uh, did you ever guest star in the league? Because that'd be hilarious. Um, okay, he's talking about Rob and Paul from Human Giant. Um, as soon as they ended the, the last shot of Human Giant, they're like, all right, that's a wrap on season two. I haven't said a word to either of them. Um, no, of course, I see them all the time. They both live in L.A. now, and uh, we still see each other um, all the time. And um, uh, The League is a show that uh, Paul is on now on FX. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to be on that show and do something and work with him again. And Nick Kroll, for a good friend of mine, is on the league as well. Um, it would definitely be fun to work with them. Um, Paul did something on Parks and Recreation. Hopefully Rob will at some point as well. Thanks. A question right here to your left. Yes. Hey, man. So a uh, quick question about uh, Kanye West. Sure. <laughs> so uh, you always talk about him. Do you guys like always hang out, or is it just like a once or twice no, sort of thing? I, or, like... No, I don't see it. Like, I don't like go get brunch with Kanye every weekend or anything. Like, I the stuff I talk about in my act is the only time I've really hung out with him a lot. Like, the, you know, that's it's it. That's not like an everyday thing. It's pretty crazy that that happened. That's why I talk about it in the show and stuff. It's uh, no, I'm not like, you know, going to a Gap with him or something. You mean to Oshkosh? Yeah, Oshkosh. Is uh, is <laughs> Oshkosh he... for men's, by the way. <laughs> Is he on your phone? You got him on your phone right now? Um, yes. But he doesn't have a cell phone anymore. Why? He got rid of it. So what, how do you call He sent me an email once. This is the greatest email I've ever gotten from anybody. He goes, uh, uh, he was like, yo, I got a new cell phone. Uh, no, it's a, oh, yo, I got a new email. And I don't have a cell phone anymore. And I moved to Rome. <laughs> Three crazy things. <laughs> uh, Got another question here in the back. Hey, man. Uh, do you remember what it was like to do stand-up for the first time? And um, do you get a lot of working room on Parks and Recs with Amy Poehler and uh, all the other people on the show? Do I get a lot of what with them? Like working room, like around the script and everything? Do you guys add in stuff? or? Oh, sure. Um, okay, well, the first question, I remember the first time I did stand-up. Yeah, I did stand-up at like a new talent night um, at some comedy club. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, and, and I'm sure you get this too, people asking about like advice on like how to start doing comedy. And like, I think they really build up in their head, like, okay, the first time I do a show. And you know what? Like, it doesn't matter at all. You just need to like keep doing it. And like, th there's some quote from somebody where it's like, "Oh, your first like hundred shows or your first five hundred shows don't matter." And it's kind of true. It's one of those things where you just you just kind of have to keep doing it. And the more you I do think it, you Boozler said that. Yeah, Elaine Boozler said that. <laughs> Another Come one on. right over here. And then um, uh, the other question on Parks and Recreation. Yeah, the thing about that show is it's very um, collaborative. You know, uh, the writers are really open to any ideas we want to pitch to them. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, us improvising on the show. And we do improvise, but most of the things you see that end up on air are scripted. Um, but occasionally we'll improvise something and we'll make it in. But 
you know, there's always a writer on set, and like if I have any ideas for like an alternate, uh, you know, joke or whatever, I can pitch it to the writer, and we can do it. And uh, they're really cool about that. So yeah, they definitely give us input. Is Amy Poehler magic? She's pretty awesome. She's really, she's really awesome. She's, um, she can be a little mean at times. Uh, what? Yeah, I have to wash her car every day, which seems like I shouldn't have to do that. But she's like, everybody has to wash my car one month a year. Um, it's a little rude, but I do it. No, she's very nice. She's the best. Yeah. Another one right over here. Yeah, I was curious if your parents have ever, ever bothered you about your dirtier material. Have my parents bothered about my dirty stuff? They just say, like, you know, there was a sketch we did. The worst thing they've seen was there was a sketch we did on Human Giant called, uh, it was called Car Accident. But the real title, the Car Accident was the title. Like, when we had Human Giant sketches that were, like, really dirty, we kind of had to, like, sneak them in. So, like, Car Accident was a decoy title for a sketch that really should have been called Gay Porn Ghosts. <laughs> So we're like, hey, this is car accident. Take a look at car accident. And that doesn't sound dirty. We're like, here's gay porn ghosts. That would be setting up some flags. But that was the worst thing they've seen. That was pretty rough. That was a sketch where I played this guy who, um, who got into a car accident and killed the world's greatest gay porn star who was played by Rob Hubel. And then that gay porn star would haunt me all the time by doing things I can't describe because <laughs> they told me to be kind of clean. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What they would do with the box turtle, basically. Yeah, like, it was, there was a scene where I'm, like, having sex with a girl, and then Rob pops up as a ghost on top of me and starts having sex with me, <laughs> and it's like a sex sandwich. And they let us put that on TV for some reason, and uh, my parents saw that, and they were just like, that was a little bit much. And I was like, you know what? I agree. Um... <laughs> There was that, and then there was a thing we did, the, the sketch we did with Will Arnett, that was really dirty, and they saw that, and that was pretty dirty, and they're like, that was a bit much. And I was like, yes, it was. And, um, and the special they saw, and they said the same thing. They're like, that was a little dirty. And I was like, yeah, it is. All right. But they'd never seen the Randy stuff. I couldn't, I couldn't do that, man. I couldn't let them see that. That's too dirty. They, they don't know that exists. <laughs> really? Would you show your parents the Randy stuff? It's so dirty. Oh, uh, I love that that part though, where they call your parents because you died giving yeah. cunnilingus in the hot tub. Yeah, I'm not gonna show my That's mom some them. video where I'm talking about eating pussy in a hot tub. No. <laughs> I think she'd be proud that you care about women so much. <laughs> we have a, another question towards uh, the left back. Sure. On one episode of Parks, it was a bar scene. You mentioned peacocking. Did yeah, you, yeah. Did you come up with that, or was that written? Um, you know, when we spoke about, I spoke with Greg and Mike about Tom, and I was like, I think this guy might be like into that like pickup artist culture a little bit. And uh, peacocking is a term those guys use for like when you wear to something kind of weird, just to like attract attention. So in Parks and Rec, there's a scene where I'm in a bar just hitting on girls. So I was just like saying like those type of things, like those kind of things those guys say, just like weird like kind of questions. You so if you're like hitting on a girl. Their technique is you don't say, like, hi, like, you know, whatever. You just say something weird, like, excuse me, I need your opinion on something. What's your favorite type of quesadilla? Just like, oh my God, <laughs> chicken! <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's up? I'm Kevin. Oh, I got my hands are sweaty. <laughs> and so I was just doing stuff like that. And then Greg Daniels was on set, and he was like, didn't you mention this, like, idea of, like, peacocking? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and so he went and, like, grabbed, like, from the uh, wardrobe trailer, like, all these goofy hats, and we picked one, and I just wore it and said I was peacocking. And so, yeah, that was an idea we came up with on set, man. Yeah. One right over here. 
Hi. What if it were possible if Aziz, you, <laughs> and Randy were to have like a rap battle comedy showdown? If, if we had a showdown, what would happen? What would happen and who would win? And if Kanye crashed. <laughs> okay, so if Aziz and Randy had a rap battle, well, I think Randy would win, and I would be both people because I play Randy. Randy's not me. That's uh, Randy is me. I'm, I play Randy. He's not a separate person. <laughs> if it were possible, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird question. Um, Randy'd win. Can we move on? <laughs> no. Wow, he Randy, really got Randy you. Win. Yeah, Randy would win. Randy would win. I really got him. Yeah. Vulnerable. Um, question here in the second row. Hey, how's it going? Um, Hello. So uh, you've got your own tour coming up. Um, do you know if like Brett and Jermaine are going to be around America again this year? Um, are Brett and Jermaine going to be around? Um, yeah, on tour again. I thought this was the Aziz Ansari Q and A, not the fucking uh, Fly of the Concords Q and A. No, I'm kidding. 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 Uh, and um, uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to them in a while. I think okay. that you know they both they both have children now, and I think they're just kind of taking care of their kids. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, they're really nice guys. I saw them a few months ago there in LA randomly, but I think they're kind of laying low now. I mean, you, have you talked to them at all recently? I have, I have. Um, I, I don't know what their plans are next, but I, I heard a rumor from Jermaine that they might tour uh, the, UK, the Europe. In the spring. Ha, ha. So maybe you should take your accent back to Europe <laughs> and see them. Hi. Yeah. Question right here in the front row. Yes. Hi. You mentioned that you were uh, you, you had a few shows in New York coming up. I was wondering if you can uh, elaborate on that. Are there, there any tickets available or something like that? Um, no, those are all sold out. I think. Um, I think they put like a pair of tickets on sale on eBay for like a Haiti auction. Um, but other than that, they're sold out. Um, but uh, I'm just like working on new material to tour with later this year. So I'm just kind of I have like. You know, once you put out a special, you kind of have to, like, just already have, like, a bunch of new material because people are like, I've heard all that already, man! And uh, so you have to, like, work on new stuff. So that's what I've been doing. And I have, like, I have, like, 40 minutes of new stuff, and I'm just kind of, like, trying to write some new stuff and make it a full hour so I can tour again later this year. So that's what I'm working on at, uh, at Comics this week. Um, unfortunately, it's sold out, but... He'll come back when he's got really good material. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, when this is like going to be solid. sloppy. It's not going to be very good. You can come back <laughs> next time when it's all polished. <laughs> We've got time for about two more questions, and we have one in the second row. Hey, Aziz, I have uh, two questions. The first one is, do you still write material for Randy? And uh, the second one is, why is it worse to be possessed by the hockey team from Iceland in the Mighty Ducks 2 than Scar? Explain okay. that. Um, that, that's, a, uh, that's a reference to a joke I do in the special. Um, the first part, uh, I, uh, I, do, I am trying to write some material for Randy. It's kind of hard to think of it because I'm kind of like just trying to think of Aziz material. But um, I, uh, yeah, I've been trying to write some new Randy stuff. And then um, um, the other question, the, um, why is it worse to be possessed by the hockey team from Iceland in My Ducks 2 as opposed to Scar? Um, because that was a funnier punchline at the end of that joke, and so that's why. <laughs> Question right down here in the front again. Yes. What's your favorite place in the world, and what's your favorite spot in New York City? What's my favorite place in the world, and what's my favorite place, like favorite place, like town? A city? Favorite place in the world. 
Let's Obviously not, not under a bed. <laughs> not uh, trapped under a bed. Um, you know, I really like New York. is one of my favorite places in the world. I love New York. I love uh, Tokyo, Montreal, Los Angeles. Those are probably my favorite cities. Um, and then uh, my f- other favorite place, I like um, uh, Mofuku Sambar on uh, 2nd Avenue and uh, 13th Street. That's maybe one of my favorite places in the world, That inside that restaurant. Uh, I'm really a fat guy inside. Um, I like that, and I like, um, um, what was it, just favorite place in the world? What a weird question to end on. You've uh, been to t- Tokyo? I went to Tokyo over wow. the holidays. It was the first time I'd ever been. It was really awesome. I liked it a lot. Is the food good? I hear it. Oh, my good. God. It's so good. Oh, I hear you can get on a like a, sh- a train and go to a vending machine on a train, and it's like fresh sushi comes out. That's what I heard. <laughs> Is that true? No. Um, yeah, so those are my favorite places. Sorry I couldn't narrow it down to one. Why did you want to know that about me? So oh, that's true. You do get to travel a lot doing stand-up. That's true. What's your favorite place in the world? Sardinia. That place sucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've never been there. I can't go anywhere where they don't... Uh, do, uh, yeah, I mainly just stay around the United States where they do stand-up comedy big. But. <sighs> cool. I think that's all the time we have. We want to thank you both. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please give a big thank you to Aziz Ansari. Thank you so much for coming out, everybody. We really appreciate it. And thank you again to Kristen Shaw for moderating. Please give her another round. It was very nice of her to do that. Intimate Moments for a Sensual Evening. Check it out. You can find it on iTunes in addition to Parks and Recreation and lots of other great stuff. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Thank you.